The Bengals are back at home for week nine in a battle of queen cities and cat teams. Let's get it and get into it. You are locked on Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. What up, Bengals? Get fans into are... it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Go ahead, Jake. Yeah, bring us a... in, my man. That's appropriate. What up, Bengals fans? And welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Pack Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please subscribe on YouTube so we're delivered to your feed when we drop new content. Do the same on your audio platform of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, whatever. I don't know if we're on iHeart. Are we on iHeart? We are. Games? Yeah, perfect. Thanks to me. Anywhere you get your podcast, hit that follow button. Make us your first listen. Today's episode of Lockdown Bengals is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. And we've made it through the opening of the show, James. We can start to talk about some football. The Bengals are, I know you talked about this with Julian. I didn't look at what the market had this game as, what what Vegas thought about this game until today. Yep. How does that strike you? You guys talked about this yesterday, so I don't want to spend too much time on it, Mm -hmm. but eight and a half, nine points down to seven points in some places. I mean, man. Feels like a lot. And and so, look, maybe maybe Vegas is right, and maybe the Bengals are going to rebound, and maybe Carolina was riding that Matt Rule is gone wave that they should have, you know. But I'm skeptical, as I think a lot of people are, that that they're going to be able to win by that number, that this offense is going to be able to get going at that level, especially considering how beat up the defense is. Even if you like the defense on paper against this Panthers team, and I would if they were healthy. Mm-hmm. They're not healthy, and they're without Cheeto, and they're without DJ Reader, you know, and they're they're nicked up in some other places, which we'll talk about. So we'll see. But Vegas, they they've built all those buildings for a reason. So there's a reason that that line is the way it is. They know how to attract money, and they always win. Of course, the injuries are a factor, and I guess the good news here is that Trey Hendrickson hasn't been on the injury report, but. Obviously, Cheeto going to go to IR. Great interview, by the way, which you can find on Cincinnati Bengals Talk on YouTube with Chidobe Abuzier at his locker, taking questions, talking to the media with an imminent ACL surgery and nothing. I mean, he's just a fantastic guy. Really insightful answers, cares about his teammates a lot. Great outlook on you know, staying positive with his injury, open about the way he's feeling. One of the best post-injury interviews that I've seen a player give. So mm-hmm. shout out, James, for recording that. But a number of, of notable guys not, not around for this game, Cheeto, Jamar, DJ Reader, Mike Hilton might be playing with one hand, with his hand in a cast, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, same could be true for Sam Hubbard, both of those guys dealing with finger injuries. Eli Apple, 
big upgrade for the Bengals in terms of the practice report goes to full participation on Thursday. Maybe that means that for the Bengals, they'll have players that have played corner in their career, playing corner in this game with Cam Taylor-Britt and Eli Apple instead of Dax Hill necessarily having to kick out to outside corner. But man, is this team, with Joseph Osai in particular showing up as limited with an ankle injury on Thursday, which we're going to have to keep our eye on. Did he injure that on Thursday in practice? Mm -hmm. This is a banged up team. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, you still don't have Josh Tupo. Uh, which matters when you're, you're talking about that defensive tackle spot in this run, run heavy Panthers team. Uh, you, you don't have Trey Flowers, probably. I mean, he missed again Thursday. We'll see. But, you know, it, it seems like they just really need the bye. And so, can yeah. you find a way to scratch past another cat team, as you put it, and get a win? I mean, that's, that's kind of my logic. I think it's going to be tough. I think the defense is going to have to adjust to life, much like the offense. And we talked a ton about it last week without Jamar Chase. And they're still working through some things there, of course. goes without saying. This defense is going to have to adjust too. And, you know, they, they're so multiple and they try different things and, and, and do different things week to week. Well, right now you're without Reader, without Cheeto, two huge pieces Mm-hmm. And Eli Apple hasn't had the best season, and this is a chance for him to to kind of reprove himself against a, a team that kicked him to the curb. Everyone brought up the the New Orleans game and all of that. This is also a revenge game for Eli Apple potentially. So, yeah, some of these guys are going to have to step up. And you know, I know Dax Hill's been working on the outside at corner. And I'll be honest with you, Jake, it, we haven't had a ton of time to talk about this, but this is why when Jesse Bates hadn't reported to training camp, why I didn't understand. And we didn't hit it a ton because we were monitoring Burrow and doing all of these things. Why would you just play him straight up at safety? And I get it. you That void is there. I understand. You also had 52 safeties on the roster, over, under, around that. And Dax Hill, the moment Jesse Bates got back, if you plan on just essentially shelving Dax Hill to the second unit, get him some reps everywhere because you don't know who's going to go down, when they're going to go down. And he even said it this week. It's nothing I make, you know just fabricating here he hasn't played outside and didn't get a ton of snaps um at corner at all in camp so Mm -hmm. that seems like something that they should have done because he was your first round pick and he was versatile and he is comfortable i think overall moving around but you want to get him some reps so he's comfortable at the nfl level moving around yeah sure uh there's probably multiple sides to that discussion right they see him as a long-term safety do you want to hinder development in training camp in the first training camp, you know, in your first season as a rookie and, and spend time working at a position where then play at safety. Right. It's a balancing act. That's all I'm saying. It's a balancing act. And and I, I certainly see the argument for playing him at outside corner. Everybody probably remembers me saying I thought he could play outside corner when the Bengals drafted him. And a lot of people made fun of me for that, actually, saying, like, let's not mess around and change his position. Let's let him do what he's good at and play safety. Um, well, he's not even allowed to play safety right now. Yeah, he's so. a sub-package player this year. He's, right. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, it's, it, they're banged up. And here's the thing in this with this Carolina game, to me. You have a team that's feeling pretty good about itself. Another team that says, all right, we need to respond the right way to adversity. But do you have the bodies? Like, do you trust this defense to be able to stop Carolina consistently nope. on, on Sunday? Sh- should the Bengals view this as another game where they receive the ball 
you know, at the coin toss to try to get a lead. I love the idea of taking a lead first against Carolina. At the same time, is this offense capable of being that and being efficient and being able to do it against? Honestly, you look at the Carolina defense, I think in a lot of spots, they're better than the Browns defense that kicked your tail in. What as we're recording this three days ago, you know, it'll be six days ago by the time the game rolls around. I don't like the idea of receiving the the kickoff. I think that there's a big advantage in trying to control and manipulate in and out of the half. I also hear, and we've seen it play out well for the Bengals when they do get that opening drive touchdown, when they have received the ball. And I feel like they've received the ball for like five straight weeks, whether or not they, or maybe they deferred once in that time. But it feels like they've received the kick when they've won or lost lately. I think that there's a reason that coaches choose to defer and it's not just because they want to see what's happening and, and all this stuff. There's an advantage of two straight possessions in and out of halftime that the Bengals used to great effect last year. But regardless of whether or not they start with the ball, this is another one of those games where the team has to start fast. Derek Brown, Brian Burns, two really good players yeah. on that Carolina defensive line. Letting mm-hmm. them pin their ears back and go get after Joe Burrow is, is not a game script that I want to watch for another week the second week in a row, potentially. Like, I don't, I don't want that. I, I don't want to deal with, I don't want the Bengals have to deal with being one-dimensional from the jump. Part of that means they also have to run the ball. Part of that means they have to start fast. Game script is going to matter in this one. But let, let's dive into that a little bit more. Let's get into some yeah. of those details, some of those matchups, some of the keys for the Bengals to win this game coming up next. This episode of Lockdown Bengals, though, brought to you by Prediction Strike, the world's first sports stock market. And, Sometimes you got to ride the waves with the stock market, right? If you get in at the right time, like I talked about the last time I talked about prediction strike, Joe Burrow before his last couple of weeks, then you're probably feeling pretty good right now. And and that's what prediction strike gives you the opportunity to do. You can use your expertise. If you're one of those people that knows a lot about football, maybe there's some insight you've gleaned from lockdown Bengals that tells you about the trajectory of a particular player Prediction Strike gives you that opportunity to apply that knowledge and to make money. Athletes benefit too. This is pretty cool. Talked about how much I like Cheeto. They get to benefit. They're entitled to a percentage of their own market cap on Prediction Strike, which I think is pretty cool. Unlike sports betting companies, for example, if you're betting props instead and you want to give a little bit of money back to the player, here's, here's an opportunity for that. Low trade fees, 2.5% trade fees, and you can invest in four sports. Not just the NFL, but if you're a UFC, NBA, or MLB expert, you've got an opportunity there as well. Download the Prediction Strike app and use promo code LOCKED for a free share when you sign up and make a first deposit of $20 or more. That's promo code LOCKED for that special one-time giveaway. And Prediction Strike will choose one person who signs up with promo code LOCKED and makes a deposit to win 100 free random shares. That could be a worth up to $3,000 if you get lucky and you win some Josh Allen shares. So invest in what you know on Prediction Strike, the stock market for sports. The Bengals are dinged up right now, and it's the perfect time. And, and you know what? I fail, ladies and gentlemen. I failed because I even talked to Mike Hilton on Thursday. You know what I didn't bring Mike Hilton as he's nursing that that injury, that, that pinky finger injury? A Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the number one protein bar on the planet. And I'm so excited to be talking about Built Bar right here on Lockdown Bengals again because Jake had a couple of the reads. But 
let's be honest here. You, you want Sam Hubbard to, to, to fuel up Trey Hendrickson to get that back. Right? All these guys, they need some built bars. They need a little rest and recovery. And the thing with built bars, the thing that I love the most is that they taste like a candy bar. It feels like a sweet treat. But it's actually a protein bar that is going to help you recover, whether it's deadlift day, whether it's uh, I'm taking my dog for a walk, a longer walk than normal, and you're just trying to recover. Or if you're just trying to eat better, Built Bar has something for you, and they have new flavors, reimagined flavors, cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper. So check them out right now. The number one protein bar on the planet. You know I've been eating Built Bars for years. Try them today and get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKED on 15 locked on 15 at built.com i'm hungry you got any of those built bars you can throw through the screen to me i I could throw it far my man i don't know if i could get it all the way to canada you can't get it to the west coast of canada west coast too i mean that's it's multiple time zones too pj hey pj walker can though pj walker How how about that for a transition that's great. Joe Burrow saying it is one of the best throws he's ever seen. And that's he's not fair. wrong. No, it's, but it's like fair. actually an insane throw. Drop in a bucket, what, like 60 yards, 65 yards in the air, something like that? 67 yards. Yeah, that's that's wild. And that's what this Bengal secondary, Cam Taylor Britt, Eli Apple, Jesse Bates, Von Bell have to contend with. We mm-hmm. saw Amari Cooper get behind Von Bell and Dax Hill. And I, I put this more on Bell than Hill. Bell being the deep half safety has to stay on top of that vertical. To be fair, I think Hill is playing trail, but I digress. These guys, I, I know you talked with Julian about the running game, right? And I looked at it. We were talking before the show, and I do think that matters. I think Carolina wants to try to run the ball, wants to try to take pressure off of P.J. Walker. But P.J. Walker's out there ready to sling it, man. Oh, yeah, he is. And And when you're dinged up, the way the Bengals are dinged up, they haven't been able to get pressure with four. Uh, and, and Trey Hendrickson, Iki Ekwanwu uh, yeah. at, at left tackle should be interesting. Yeah. Taylor Moten, Sam Hubbard, Moten's a good player. I mean, this is a solid offensive line for, for Carolina. So, like, is this the week that the Bengals suddenly figure out how to get pressure with four and take some of the stress off of their secondary? They're now very banged up secondary without Shadobe Wazir. Terrace Marshall just took off question. last week, man. Terrace, Terrace Marshall, Marshall just had his mm-hmm. breakout game. Is that going to continue this week? Joe Burrow's old friend, DJ Moore. Everybody knows I can't quit DJ Moore. I love DJ Moore as a player. That's a challenge. So you talk about the running game, and we should talk about the running game because it was also good for the Panthers recently. But PJ Walker is out there ready to gunsling, man. Mm-hmm. You listen to his interviews, like that's his mentality. That's what he's out there to do right now. Yeah, well – when you wait as long as he's waited for an opportunity and you flashed a little bit in the past at, at, with the Panthers, but now you get a shot again, you just want to have a shot and, and leave it all on the line. And then you can kind of be at peace if it doesn't work or it works and boom, dream realized. Right. And that's where he's at right now. And so far, so good. Why would you not start him over Baker Mayfield? Why would you not start oh, him yeah. when Sam Darnold is healthy? Right. It, it And so those are two top, former number one and, and three overall picks. And so Walker's like, okay, I'm the underdog. I'm going to just put it all on the line. And look, I, I respect that. That's that's what Mike Hilton did to to make it into the league and, and stay in the league and then sign a huge deal with the Bengals and a life-changing deal. Like that's what a lot of these guys end up doing. And uh, 
it's it's not going to be a walk in the park. I, I, I again, I'm not because I think our crossover was there was nothing wrong with it, but it was certainly. It, it, I'm sure Panthers fans enjoyed listening to it more than Bengals fans. Part of that well, is what are you, what are you doing without me, James? It, it, well, part of it is the <laughs> Bengals fans are coming off of a blowout, blowout right. loss, you know, yeah. where they were just crushed. Yeah. Um, the other part is his expectations, right? The Panthers are two and six and they're feeling good about themselves right now. And they are, I mean, they almost won two in a row against the divisional opponents and, and probably should have. So this Bengals team, I, I think the start is so huge. Because if you give them confidence and PJ Walker first drive, opening drive, hands it off a couple times, Deontay Foreman's getting yards, and then boom, hits DJ Moore, hits Terrace Marshall, and they get even points on their first drive, he's gonna be like, All right, LFG, let's roll. And that's what you don't want. You you wanna keep pounding, that's the Panther sign. You wanna pound them early. And and if you do that, then I think you're gonna be in one, the crowd's gonna be into it, but two. You you can have a little bit of momentum because right now you're entering this game with with zero momentum, and uh, whether that's getting the ball to T Higgins or Tyler Boyd, and if we go there, I, I have some theories on the offense. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a big challenge for the Bengals because they got to find a way to get a win. What you think we're going to go the whole show without talking about the offense? It's this is the longest we've probably done without you know diving into the offense. I have some offensive takes. Shocker, shocker to our listeners. Yeah, I don't know if I'm. I was. You didn't tell me. You didn't tell me you wanted you you had offense to talk about today, James. This is doesn't matter. Is, no, I'm, I'm joking. Obviously, uh, I'm always ready for James Rapine to okay. talk about wide receivers and Joe Burrow. Really, really, honestly, the the matchup that I'm most excited for when Carolina has the ball is is Hendrickson and Ikwanu because Icky's played really well for them the last five weeks or so. Really massive human being and athletic human being. Highly drafted for a reason. Trey Henderson getting after him, getting after the rookie. That's exciting. And uh, the defense adaptations, since I guess we're, we're going to just spend this, this segment on the defense, how are they going to deal with the absence of Shadobi Abuzier? When, when DJ Reader gets back, I think that actually helps the secondary a lot because he covers up yeah. so much for you in the run game yep. that it lets you be more... I guess it, it lets you be lighter in the box. It lets you do more to dedicate resources to the past because DJ Reader does so much for you up front. But without either of those guys, Chidobe Awuzie, who I think does a lot on the back end for this team, obviously, and, and DJ Reader, who covers stuff up in the trenches, what does Luana Rumo have? Because last week, what Luana Rumo had for Jacoby Brissett and Nick Chubb, who I understand present an entirely different set of challenges especially when you talk about the Browns run game and they can run it on seemingly anybody in the NFL with that offensive line and Nick Chubb. It needs to be better this week on the defensive side of the ball. I think everyone can easily agree that that was not the performance they wanted to have, even though they did start out the game. Okay. They did create opportunities for the offense early. They, they couldn't sustain it. And that might be the kind of game they need. So interested to see what Lou comes out with, but I think, you know, even more interested to see what happens on the offensive side of the ball. So any other thoughts on the defense, James, before we go over and and flip to the other side of the ball? No, let's talk about offense. And we're going to do that next. 
But first, I have to tell you about LinkedIn Jobs, because these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. By the way, maybe the Bengals need to get to LinkedIn Jobs to check out what cornerbacks are available. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Oh, fitting into with the salary cap. All you have to do is go to LinkedIn Jobs right now. And it's why small businesses, by the way, rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. One way is screening questions like, hey, have you ever played cornerback before? What about at the NFL level? And you, you hit those screening questions and then you could target the guys that have actually played cornerback before. I It sounds like I'm ragging the Bengals right now. I was just trying to tie in the Bengals and I'm not knocking them because they're only going to be down, I think, one starting cornerback on Sunday. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Jay, do you have some takes about this offense? Yeah, yeah man. Let's let's just start with takes. Where's your chain? Oh, I'm going to have to get the Schultz and Sons. I'm going to have to get the Schultz and Sons to get a hot yeah. take chain. Yeah, the world ain't ready. That. Yep, yep. Got to get there. Custom made hot take chain. I'd put that thing on right now. And I'd feel the way Tyler Boyd should be feeling Sunday at 4 o'clock because Tyler Boyd needs to be used all over, anywhere over, all, all every choice route, Y, Juke, Haas, double X, Y, Z, on one, ready, break. I'm serious. If he doesn't have – if he does not have – I'm going to take that because you know the Bengals are going to throw the ball a ton. Let, let's just quit. The, this, this idea that they're going to just go run over the Panthers, I, I just – they can't run the ball. I'm not expecting them to run the ball a ton. Maybe it'll be effect- effective. They're not going to run the ball 30 times on, on Sunday. So can you just get Tyler Boyd like 12 to 15 targets? And I'm serious about this. Six yards here, eight yards there, seven yards there. Oh, he breaks one for 17. Just pepper that dude with targets. Do, 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 do. Make up for the past year and a half when he's kind of been a, a, a forgotten man at times. Because... It gets Burrow into a rhythm. Usually it gets the offense moving. It gets the chains moving a little bit, and then it can open up everything else. It'll open up T. Higgins, and it might give Joe Mixon a shot to to make someone miss if he catches a pass in the flat. Uh, It'll open things up for Hayden Hurst a bit. So to me, and this really feels like throwback locked on Bengals when Boyd was a rookie, I want to see him more involved, and I kind of think he needs to be the go-to guy. That doesn't mean Higgins won't have more yards or the, the touchdowns, but man, just have Boyd find ways to get him the ball. Cause I think it, it it's kind of the, the key to getting this offense moving the way it should and, and play him in the slot. That's fine. You don't got to put him outside. You don't got to, if, if the slots where he's best, fine, but find a way to get him the ball. Cause I think it helps everybody. Yeah. I, I could, Definitely get behind a big Tyler Boyd game here. It will be very interesting to me, though, to see how the Panthers choose to play this this Bengals offense because there's a clear blueprint at this point, right? The the clear blueprint is out there from Pittsburgh in week one. It's out there from Dallas in week two. It's out there from Cleveland in week eight. Rush four, win with an edge rusher, and and the the. Panthers have two guys in the trenches that are really good. Yeah. And, and Derek Brown and Brian Burns, a couple first round picks. And, and, and they turned down two firsts mm-hmm. for Brian Burns. Like the Rams wanted Brian Burns. And Pro Bowler. I, yeah. Clearly, point is, is Carolina loves this dude. And, and, and they should. 
but you can't let that beat you. You can't lose because Miles Garrett is out there blowing up plays. Yeah, like you can't let one guy beat you. And largely last week, it wasn't just Miles Garrett, obviously. Sione Takitaki also had the game of his life, but which is a joke. Keep going. He's he's a good player. You, you can't fine. well you, you can't let a linebacker beat you either. I mean, I, period. Dude, you're preaching. I get but, it. But this week, it's you can't let Derek Brown and Brian Burns beat you. J.C. Horn looks like he's going to play. He, he's been limited a couple of weeks, so you know monitor that going into the game. If he's out there, they have one good corner in this game. Dante Jackson, I don't think. It, I guess there's some optimism in Carolina that he's going to play, but he hasn't practiced for a couple of days here now. And I don't even know who plays in the slot for for the Panthers. So there's an opportunity for Tyler Boyd. But the Bengals offense and the coaches and Joe Burrow can't let Joe Burrow get sped up the way he got sped up against Cleveland. And it was it was early in that game, and it wasn't even necessarily something that I'm blaming him for, but the ball's coming out quick to the flats. And every every hot can't be in the flats either. They, I think, need to, to, to again... Every hottie can't answers. be in the flats? Yeah. It's because they're going to 4th Street. Okay. Is that that a, was a Cleveland joke, because the flats are a go-to destination there. I Go see. ahead, keep going. So, so just answers to the blueprint that's out there, right? If that's what the Carolina Panthers roll with. And, and I'm going to be honest, I don't know what they do on defense, and I missed the crossover yesterday, so shame on me. But... You know, find ways to get the offense moving. You can't have your offense shut down because there's a couple good players on the other side and because you're yeah. missing Jamar Chase. And, Joe Burrow and the, should be good enough to keep this thing moving. Sure. I, and I, I just think Boyd's And I'm not saying it's all on, on Burrow. No. To, to clarify that in case it sounded like that. Um, I, I did ask Julian about Brian Burns because, shocker, I haven't watched a ton of Carolina Panthers football this year. And they, they move him around. So much like Garrett, how Garrett was moving a bit. Looks like Collins will see him. Looks like, uh, obviously, Jonah Williams will see him. Yeah. And of the two, I mean, Jonah, man. It, 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 I, I know you were big on him coming into this year, and I, I agree. Like It made sense for him to break out. And it is. It, I'm not going to be as down on him as, as I think the general consensus is right now. But it hasn't been a breakout year. And it's been a bit of a disappointing year up to this point. It's sad for me because I was so optimistic about Jonah Williams and he's had a couple real nice games this year. Sure. No doubt. Like I'm not, I'm not saying he's not the answer there, by the way. Like I'm not willing to just throw in the towel. I just, I think it's been a, a disappointing start. That's all. Yeah. I don't think that he would debate that. I think he's disappointed in his start. He he's disappointed in the game. You can see it. You can see his reaction when he gets beat by Isaiah Thomas. And before Joe Burrow's even sacked, you can see Jonah reacting and he's upset with himself and he knows he can play better than that. Let's see him play better than that. Let's see these tackles not be the weak link on this offensive line. Cause going into this season, we were so optimistic about Lyle Collins. I was very bullish on Jonah Williams. I was wrong about that, it turns out. But if these tackles play better, man, and I know it's hard against the Miles Garrett's and Micah Parsons and TJ Watts of the world, then we, we've seen what Joe Burrow does when he's clean. Mm-hmm. He will pick you apart. Yep. 
And you just got to give them the opportunity to do that. And and when they do that, they're much better off. Like I, w- I went back and I watched a tape. I know we didn't do a tape episode this week, but when the game was in the balance, the Browns were dropping into zone and getting pressure with four. Joe Burrow was forced to check it down or take sacks. And, and then guys weren't getting open sometimes versus man. They were getting away with some holes and all this stuff. Like you just can't have that be the story this week. If I'm back here looking again at a game where Carolina's getting pressure with four, they're dropping into cover two, Joe Burrow's checking it down, Carolina's rallying up and tackling Joe Mixon for three-yard gains on first down, I'll be disappointed. And maybe gotta going a little bit miss. crazy. Got to make someone miss, Joe. I'm serious. Yeah, there's that too, yeah. Make a play. Because here's the thing is when you catch the ball on the flat, it's if it's one-on-one Joe Mixon versus Sione Takitaki, and I told you that going into the game, you I mean, given Joe a shot, yeah, given Joe a shot. shot. Well, there was no shot in any mm-hmm. of them. Well, I so that that was a that, that's a frustrating part because it. I'm not saying he's got to break them every time, but yeah. even if you break a couple of those early, where, where instead of three yards or two yards, it's it's seven or eight. It it those could potentially be momentum changers, game changer. Like that, that's why I I feature in my head. I try to find a way to feature Boyd and treat him like this slot machine and just pepper him with targets. Like, hey, man, watch that that old Julian Edelman tape. You know, watch Wes Welker. That's, and not that he's them, but you're, you're fast, you're physical, you, you, you're a good route runner. Go do it. And, and we're going to throw the ball to you a lot. Now, I'm not sure who played outside last week in place of uh, the injured Dante Jackson. Maybe a C.J. Henderson, actually. Who has has struggled a lot, according to Julian? If you're telling me that I can get T. Higgins against one of these non-JC Horn corners, though, like that's where the splash plays need to come from this week. Sure, and uh, hopefully the defensive pass interferences get called a hundred percent of the time instead of fifty percent of the time. Anyway, James, uh, we we haven't done predictions for me. Nope. What I want to see in this game, and this isn't a prediction, I want to see the Bengals reinstill that confidence that I had in them as a football team. Mm-hmm. Because coming out of the bye, DJ Reader's coming back, we hope. That seems like the the expectation right now. These guys have a chance to get a little bit healthy. And, and maybe, you know, maybe the, maybe it's good news for Jamar Chase. Maybe there's reason for hope, but they gotta get to five and four to do it. Mm-hmm. Do do they do it, James? Must win. Absolute must win. And I'm tired of this because there's been like four swing games in the first half of the season. And it's just how it is. You know, the, the Saints were a swing game. The the Dolphins were a swing game. And, and now you have another swing game here. And I do. I think the Bengals find a way to do it. I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be uncomfortable. I think there's going to be times of doubt. But Evan McPherson is going to bounce back. He's going to make three field goal attempts, including the game winner in the Bengals beat the Panthers on the leg of Money Mac, 23-20. to 20. Back at home. I think that's a, an important factor in this game. We haven't talked about it a ton. You, you mentioned it, getting the crowd into it, game script. That they're better at home this year, for sure. I think that's part of it, too. 23-20. I will not be reinstilled with confidence if the Bengals only score 23 points and give up 20 points in a close, tight, stressful game against the 2-6 Carolina Panthers. It's going to be stressful. I will not be in the meeting room or in the media room, news conference room, while the game is still going on. I think it goes down to the wire. I file my game story, and 
I'm sprinting through the crowd. And uh, if you're on that stairwell, ladies and gentlemen, just please move. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever moves. They, they, we, we all get stuck. But yeah, you know, if I could jump the six flights, I would, believe me. Don't. Unfortunately, as, as great as built bars are, they don't help help you heal from that. So I don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, good. Very good. Don't don't do that, James. We need you. 23-20. I really hope it's better than that. But <laughs> I, I can also see why you land there. The, the, the secondary issues that they have without Cheeto, how they adapt there, can they get yep. pressure? I've talked about all my talking points. Can they get pressure with four? They're, they're great at dialing up blitzes and getting situational pressure, but getting pressure with four, a big factor to me. And and figuring out some offense without Jamar Chase, yeah. you know th- this is is a question every week, and and it looked like they started to get it figured out. Then they lost Jamar. Then they couldn't pass block Miles Garrett at all. And if they're going to be this one dimensional, most pass happy team in the NFL, it's got to be better than this because otherwise Joe Burrow can't be dropping back fifty times a game. We'll be back after the game on Sunday. Carolina Panthers. Regular 1 o'clock p.m. Sunday game in Cincinnati. So we'll be back after that with your game recap. Then we're heading in to the bye. And hopefully we're all in good spirits. And there's me good saying news bye, for the Bengals the coming out of that bye. And goodbye, as James Rapine waved. Until next time here on Locked On Bengals, we appreciate you listening. Hootay, and have a good one.